I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Smith. I'm Caitlin Bradnick, and, and we, we love, love scams. scams. Guys, we love scams. We love you. Uh-huh. Again, we're together in Los uh, Angeles. We love the weather. We love the weather. We love uh, sunshine. We, we love, love water. It. As you've heard, there's a cat in this studio, Studio Sue's apartment. <laughs> studio Sue's apartment has two cats. It has two cats. The cats are very vocal. We love them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just so happy to, I feel much more settled whenever I'm in the presence of Sue Smith. Oh, yeah, I think it's relaxing. my couch. My couch is very comfortable. <laughs> is, that's the key, guys. Get a deep couch. Yeah. And, and people will fall asleep <laughs> talking to you. Because that's what you want. That's what you in want. In a gift. You that is really what you want. When want I was in house. Ikea, there were some couches I sat in and I was like, well, I'm not going to ever get up. Like if this is almost a trap for me in my own yeah. house. If we have a couch this comfy, why leave? Well, yeah, this yeah. couch is a triumph. It's I, amazing. You know, I... Climbed a mountain to get this it couch. Did. Yeah. It happened. It was a lot. It was, it a, was lot. a lot. And guys, speaking of incredible triumphs. And mountains. And mountains. And people we love. <laughs> Please welcome to the podcast. Someone, Caitlin hasn't seen in a while. We love oh, each other so much. We're good all great friends. friends. Friend of the show. Comedian. She's a fan of the oh, show. It's so exciting. Yeah. She's a texter. She'll text us and be like, that's bullshit. And we're like, yes, let's yeah. keep talking about this scam off the air. And she's a teacher at UCB. Yeah. Comedian, performer. All over town. Gorgeous lady. Please welcome Lydia, Lydia Hensler. Hello. Hi. Oh Listen to that gosh. voice. You do voiceover, right? I I, I have. She has touched. a beautiful voice. I, gosh, I want you guys like with me in the morning. Like that's fine. I won't have to say affirmations. <laughs> it's our mat talk. Like, on my shoulder. Yeah. Did you watch Cheer? 
No. No. There's this guy on it that is like, yes, you go, girl. You go, go, go. That's us. Yeah. You can just keep replaying this episode every I morning. I will. Just yeah. in the morning. I'm She's fine beautiful. With that. She's wonderful. The best. Lydia. Oh, I am a humongous her. fan. Like, it's so it's funny. So nice. You guys are like <laughs> two of my dearest friends. We, we text regularly. And I'm like, starstruck no! to be on this podcast. <laughs> I am so. So I love this podcast so much. Oh, I get very into you. it. I binge it. I've introduced other people to it. Like I am so into it. It's so nice to have someone close to you who listens to the podcast. <laughs> Any of Sue's family members who want to listen, come on in. Mom, you could take a note from Lydia. I had a bunch of family members who stopped listening because they said, Caitlin, it makes us want to do our own research on things because it's not bad. No, they didn't. No, kind of. But I think they're like, this was fun for a bit. It's and now a they comedy. We're comedians. It's a comedy. Yeah. If you need to laugh and love, thank you. I must say, Lydia and I, Lydia had a crazy idea a mm-hmm. couple of days ago. She was like, it was oh just gorgeous. God, paradise. And it was empty. And it was like, so um, empty, except for this family with like a very mean dad. Very <laughs> anxious and like mean dad child. and five and children. Yeah. Aren't you just obsessively watching them? Like when I see a crazy <sighs> crash oh. of a family, I'm like, I can't stop watching you. And then that becomes my life. I was yeah. trying to read a book about um, spirituality and money. <laughs> of course. And, um, <laughs> Forget <laughs> it. Not with that daddy. How do they mix? And I was uh, and I could I just kept like rereading the same sentence because I was just full eavesdropping Fully. he was such a child he was like so yelly and screamy and then he kept screaming about how afraid he, he was of the like, waves oh, he was afraid. like these waves are so scary he had a lot going on yeah uh, it was I, I, but like with your five kids I'm like you're making them afraid of you yeah and they aren't afraid oh, they're he's like not thinking of his kids at all no, no. no. he's just so fully in his own shit yeah that was a beautiful day beautiful <laughs> unique day I loved so it things, highs and lows and, and I, dr- I was driving my rental SUV oh I drove a giant SUV it was so fun <laughs> it was so was, weird my has a big old SUV and yeah. it is just it's like you're just gliding you it's feel like over over the yeah highlights. is your sister here too no she's in New Jersey mm-hmm. just crushing it in Somerville New Jersey nice. and um yeah she's like amazing she's, mm. yeah, she's so great your sister's here yes she yeah is. that's so she's nice. crushing it here I was hanging out with her I was like wow you're a real adult I could learn something from you my sister has like four different streams of income and oh, like it's all about multiple revenue streams like and knows like what she just has like all these goals and the I'm thing just, like, is we're amazing. actresses <laughs> we're artists I know we're I'm never gonna have multiple to be an streams of yeah. or we will but they'll all be day jobs <laughs> actually Alan and I put together no, our jobs no. we have like 45 jobs between us no so many tiny jobs yeah wow just so many, so many. I, that's I I really need to put all my jobs in one place because they have been so hilarious like I was in a window at one point I was like in the barn I remember that yeah I was like a tour guide on a bus like there's just so many were you on the ride yeah I was (laughs) on the ride I remember I was so jealous that people people were doing that it was like such the cool. like the upper level UCB Leslie thing to do. Yes, yeah, she directed that. Yeah, yeah, at, like went on to direct it. Doug Weidick. Yeah, it was, yeah, but it was like such a train wreck of a oh, was, was it like, train wreck? But it was a bus, huh? <laughs> a bus wreck. Um, yeah, God, that was so fun. Speaking of scams, Tell because us. it was like you were in hiring us. We were getting paid a ton of money. We were promised health insurance. It was all really great. And then like the minute. Um, like we all quit our day jobs. Like they fired a bunch of us, <gasps> reduced our hours, dropped. We lost our insurance. <gasps> like it was just a mess. Whoa. Um, and then they like brought in new directors, and then it became it went from like an acting job to a tour guide job where we had to yes. like recite facts and stuff. And um, 
And I used to to make it fun for myself because there were always New Yorkers on there as well as like tourists. So yeah. I would say I would just like throw in like lies. So I would just be like, and we're we're coming along Sixth Avenue. New Yorkers call this skyscraper alley. <laughs> we're my New Yorkers, right? That's what we call it. And they would always play along. And like just anything yeah. that was just like not true. It was just fun. Um, because it was such a bizarre job. And yeah. you were you were like a um at the whims of the traffic in New York City. Like sometimes yeah. it was now. Oh shows. Sometimes it was during the holidays. Brendan Fitzgibbons and I did a three-hour <gasps> like two a of three them. Hour Wait, tour. yeah, because we got stuck in traffic. So it was a bus, yeah, tour, yeah. And then what did you do on it? I was a character named Jackie. That was the other thing. We had character names and like character bios. And then, then when they took the love story and the acting out of it, we were then just tour guides with this with fake names and costumes <laughs> that didn't like relate then to so anything. The, what it was supposed to be too is that you would drive the bus along <laughs> yeah. and it would be supposed to be fake, but it would come up it was supposed to be real, but it would come across like a tap dancer and a violinist yes. and be like, and it, and they would interact with the bus. So it's like, look at this funny. And so there were like, there were planned routes on the bus that then you would run into these other characters that were playing. And then the characters on the bus played with the characters off the uh, bus and like had a relationship. Yeah, I know this because Leslie Mizell had a character that was like a hip hop dancer and she didn't need their sneakers anymore and I was babysitting for Leslie and she's like do you want them I was like yes and they're, I've gotten the most compliments on these sneakers the high tops yes. Yes. yes I know exactly I so many compliments on these sneakers because somebody from the ride you know quit her job abruptly and they didn't know where to put these sneakers and <laughs> so didn't got get Leslie so it fit me they That's were so, so dumb with money they brought in Broadway costumers to do oh, our no. costumes and our costume like my costume required nothing like it was just a white shirt with an orange like cover bun and a um like black skirt but like other costumes it would make sense like they had to put mics in or something like that but that was something you could have bought at Target for like 50 bucks and our costumes were like Five hundred dollars. I like that they were trying really hard. I like that they really wanted to make it a Broadway experience for the performer, Very true. for everybody. Just, but then they no one had the money. money. Also, yeah. bus <laughs> bus rides aren't ranking in that much money. No, unless you're the guys on the double decker red bus mm. and they are yes. assaulting you on the street to mm. grab you to get oh you on the gosh. bus. Bananas. Otherwise, no. How much was the ride? Do you know? I think it was like to between ride? forty and fifty a uh, person. Mm -hmm. um, but it was they'd be like half full and something yeah. run specials. Mm. Like it was just so. But it still exists. It still exists. I see it. Yeah, so. and the buses are really cool because the, all their windows are on one side. You sit yes. like stadium sitting, seating, mm, yeah. And there's only one side of the bus has windows. The other side is like top to bottom seats. Yeah, and so you sit like on like a little theater. Yeah, it's very cool. theatrical. Yeah, I don't think we should keep promoting them because yeah. they were like kind of terrible Shitty. to everybody. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain what the weird shit was. Yes, it was cool that way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut all this. So, Liddy, you've brought us a scam i yeah. brought a scam i'm so excited okay good um yeah because you know i love historical scams and i and i must say she has come with a three ring binder I do, and i, I love that and notebook paper isn't it fun to get back to school yeah yeah it was fun i wound up i went to like a dollar store like a few months ago and bought like folders and crayons and things i did not need just mm -hmm. because i wanted it's to, fun. Have nice to have in the house. feeling of fresh paper yeah I also bought coloring books and that like was really helpful when I was like in a deep dark depression. It is helpful. <laughs> yeah, of course. my mom came out to help me and we just like colored every single night. Of course. Soothing yeah. is, it's so soothing. It's so yeah. soothing. I have one of like a porcupine hugging a fish. It's like amazing. Oh, great. Um, okay. So, so yeah. So I brought a historical scam. I fully, I love cults and I love okay. lady scammers and I love yes. historical 
sparkle skin. And this is all of that. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I've done a ton of research. And then earlier today, I found this book that somebody else wrote that seemed that seemed way more researched than like your wikis and your whatevers. Right. So I was tried to I tried to like marry the two. Okay. We'll take anything. Um, so this is this scam artist. She went by a very many different oh, aliases. Oh, you gotta. You gotta. And so it's really interesting to me because the like when you Google her, like what the main alias they go by is Anne Odelia Dis Debar. Um, Anne Odelia Debar. Dis Debar. Okay, Dis Debar. Dis Debar. But that was like not her given name and not anywhere near her last name that she had. So it's odd that that's the one she that kind of stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so she also was called Swami Laura Horos. Yes, so we'll Swami. Get to that. Okay. But she was probably born Aditha Salomon in 1849. And then the, her last whereabouts were in 1909. So uh, she was like 60. Uh-huh. I guess that makes her. She was likely born in Harrisburg, Kentucky to Eliza Salomon and Professor John Salomon, who was a professor of music in Greenville, Kentucky. She was white and she was like, it was interesting too because so many times they, like she got arrested like a zillion times and she was just always described as being so obese. And <laughs> oh, I looked no, at a picture no. of her and I was like, she looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that bod. I'd kill for that bod. Like, I mean, she's like heavy, but it's like, I don't know. Really, she wears it really well. Yeah. She's cute. And maybe it was because she had all her guru garb on, so it was like very flowy. She doesn't right. dress herself. Like, she, she was wearing like, shapewear. Yeah. She had skims. Yeah. <laughs> she was cute. Skims. skims. <laughs> if only. Yeah. Like, she just seemed like, like, Chubby, no, they were like really cute, like rough to women. Like when we did Marge Mendelbaum, they were yeah. like, oh, this God. troll of a woman. It's like she just looked like a wider woman. Yeah. Like, but they really just like heavy. fucking hated women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really, everybody hates women. Yeah. I mean, this woman, like as I go through it, I was like, wow, she's pretty dope. Like I like she's like deserved of all oh, her hatred. We love, <laughs> she's, like, we love most of our scammers. Oh, yeah. love. Yeah. I just think it's kind of amazing that a woman back in the 18, born in the 1840s was like, like, as we go through her life, you'll see, like, she just, like, kind of didn't give a fuck and didn't, like, she didn't really, she used men but didn't need men. Like, mm-hmm. I was impressed by her independence mm-hmm. throughout yeah. her whole scammy life. Little is known about her early life, just that, like, she ran away a lot. She had a lot of, like, while you're researching her, there's just, like, a lot of quotes about her from Harry Houdini. Like, he hated her. Ooh. He was, like, her enemy. Whoa. That's a cool enemy to yeah. have. Yeah, right? So apparently, she does a lot of swindling around spirituality and mediumship and all that stuff, which is also stuff I'm super into. Hello. Yes. Um, and he was trying to, like, debunk all of that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had personal... But he's a liar? He's a I magician. know. You're all like, I'm stuck in this yeah, chains you're, or whatever you're he chained did. yourself all over the place. Yeah, but I think it, he apparently, when his mom died... He wanted to connect with her and he was realizing how many times he was being like swindled, like that it was just a bunch of liars. And so oh, then he like he was set looking for her to, to connect like, him to his mother in the spiritual. I sense. don't even think he ever met her, oh. but he was like he was like on a mission to debunk these oh. people. And so, OK, so born in Kentucky, she ran away from home a bunch. There were her parents never really knew where she went when she came back. At one okay. time she lied and said she was like in France and ma- got married and um, he died. Her husband died. <laughs> but like. Nobody knows any of this. She's really at the park. Yeah, yeah. She's just like <laughs> hanging out. Uh, she just like wanted to stay up late. Yeah. And then Harry Houdini kind of filled in this blank, but I don't know who else really knows this, but he said that she made her way to Baltimore cheating 
the gullible and the wealthy out of $250,000. And then his quote was, she gave herself up to luxury and extravagance, smoking cigarettes impregnated with opium. Yes. And wow, I just... good cigarette. Yes, Swami. Like, yum. <laughs> I just love the way that that is, like, said. Yeah. I, it's like, you could say, like, oh, my ecstasy was impregnated with speed. And that's she why things got so up. crazy. I love. Yeah. Some people get impregnated with children. And yeah. And yeah. Others, there's opium. There's cigarettes are impregnated with opium. So she, so she fucked her way there. Um, if she gave herself up, I to luxury and extravagance. I didn't even look at it like that. Maybe, oh. yeah. I mean, she has so many marriages in her history too. So yeah, maybe she was just kind of sleeping around. I, oh. I don't diss it. <clears throat> I thought she was an independent woman. You yeah. can be independent and fuck. But yeah. she also yeah. was like, she's a good swindler. So she was like getting money and jewels from people. Right. One thing I was really struck by was how many wealthy men she did come across and wealthy people. Like I feel like. I the only guys I ever date are like really broke. Artists, yeah, how did she do so that? Sad. She seeks them out. No, she she probably plants yeah. herself in those locations. Yeah, like the like the, oh, like the proximity principle, like 100%. putting yourself where you dress up. You have your three nice things. You, you go have, to lunch at a country club. Yes, you yeah. put on all the jewelry you own. You spray yourself down with perfume. You go and you act. You know, you act like these people are interesting, and then were you taught this? I feel like it's a southern thing. She was southern, this lady. Yes, she You're was. You're from Maryland, which is kind of the south. Kind of midway. Yeah. We, we don't like to admit it. Yes. It must be a southern thing. Yeah, I yeah, did learn I, all of this. I had an aunt who told me, like, go down to Wall Street and hang out. And I was like, why? Like, it would work. If you go to the Wall Street bars, girls, hang out at the Wall Street bars, act like whatever they're saying is interesting, and then you can get yourself a real boring rich guy. Hope they're not rapists. I can't even imagine. Yeah, there's no... I mean, there's something there that I'm only dating sad, poor people. Like, I should kind of... I mean, of, like, I, don't, you, I haven't done this, but I know the I've, Yeah, no, you deserve a rich man. I deserve I just do. someone who can take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, a rich man. Yeah, wash. But I'm not like somebody's mommy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that's like a whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. That's another episode. Uh, like emotional Which, worth. We could okay. do a Patreon on that. A, yeah. a Patreon. <laughs> Why do you attract depressed boys? <laughs> so she's in the proximity. She's like she's in giving Baltimore. Up. She's getting lots of riches. Um, so, and then it just kind of really casually mentions that she was committed to Bellevue. Yes, <laughs> Swami. Yes, Swami. I love it. And I kind of was just like, and one thing was like, it wasn't for the opium. It was for something else, which also just makes me feel like some addict wrote that. Like she was in Bellevue, but not for the opium. It wasn't the opium. <laughs> I'm just like, I can control it. <laughs> I can have opium whenever I want. Um, or she said that. She's like, guys, believe me, give me back my opium just because I'm, I'm a little emotion over this rich guy. Yeah, yes. I didn't even know my cigarette was impregnated. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even know. But so, um, so I don't know how she got to New York City, but obviously she was in New York City With Bellevue. in Bellevue. And when she came out of Bellevue, she met the Claflin sister, Claflin sisters, and these women are amazing. <gasps> they are like these like renegade, revolutionary, feminist, like cool yes. women. Do we have to write the screenplay, guys. Ooh, <laughs> oh my God, the Claflin sisters. Yes. It's amazing. They are responsible for the first um, female, uh, the first women-run stock exchange, the yeah. first women-run newspaper, and the one that was dedicated to radical reform. And Victoria, was it? Yeah, Victoria Claflin Woodhall, that was her married name, was the first woman to ever run for president. <gasps> oh, Excuse me, Hillary. Uh, Why don't we all know I'm this? with her. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we all know this? I don't know. Why isn't this common knowledge? 
I don't know. I don't know. I was very upset that I was like, wait, wait, wait. Say her name one more time. Victoria Claflin Woodhall. Claflin? Claflin. Victoria Claflin. Wow. I'm going to tattoo that on my butt. Yeah. And then she also got married again. I think Woodhall probably died. So then she was Victoria Woodhall Martin. But anyway, she's got a lot of things. Yeah. She's got a lot going on. These women were really cool, and they they also were very interested in the occult and spirituality. And when they came upon Aditha, Aditha Salomon, they were like, they really thought she was legit and employed uh-huh. her right away. Okay, Ooh. and then. So, okay, so apparently Aditha sold her a real bill of goods about, like, saying that she was um, uh, thinking of killing herself or prostituting herself, and Victoria took, like, pity on her and thought that her okay. powers were really skill. legit. She's got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then at this point, um, Aditha Salomon was calling herself Aditha Montez because she had decided <laughs> that... She was the, she decided to have a different lineage than she had mm-hmm. and claimed to be the child of King Ludwig I of Bavaria okay. and his notorious mistress, Lola Montez. Um, she wow. also said she was born in 1854, which is five years younger than what people think. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to go make up like. But um, I'm also going to look younger and cuter. Yeah, I'm going to be younger and royalty. Create your own narrative. Yeah. I Honestly, love that. Honestly, change that age. <laughs> she changed that. There was some other feminist that she told that she was this like love child. And mm-hmm. I think it was like part of her manipulation of like, oh, she will like this because she's like an independent, cool woman. So she'll have pity on it. Like, also for so her weird. to say that like in her narrative is that there's a secret seamstress, seamstress, a secret mistress that makes it harder to trace. Like we mm. on our uh, Royal Sophie, mm-hmm. that one of our, yes. you, you know, I know, you know, that Royal <laughs> Sophie was like, um, it was like a secret love affair. And anytime it's a secret love affair, you can't really track that. Mm-hmm. Down. Well, that's the thing. It was a notorious love affair. Oh, and the king abdicated because it the public reacted so poorly to it. And the whole thing of this, which was so weird, was like her parents were also still alive. So <laughs> it was like she was just like. She was like very Trumpy. She is just there, like picked a lot. Wow. Like, you know, that's a, it. Psychotic. But like, is there there was there any way like nobody checked this right? Like, no. no that was the thing. There's yeah. no internet. There's she no. She said that she was dictionary. given up. She was born in Italy. And just given up to foster parents to raise. Like she just mm. created sort of. This. Oh, so she took a historic uh, mistress. Yeah. yeah. So and then did that too. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's, brilliant. it's smart. Yeah. It's smart. So then she got, I think, like a little too big for her britches. She was like mm-hmm. doing well. She was kind of making a name for herself. And these Claflin sisters who took her in, she took them to court saying <gasps> that she had given them diamond encrusted rings for $4,000 and $2,000, like respectively, to be like held in safekeeping and that they had stolen them. Was that fake? It was yeah. all a lie. She'd never done that. When she met them, she was like penniless. <gasps> and so she just told this lie and like brought these charges thinking like I guess that she could just swindle yeah. and then like there was a huge mistake like that was a real gamble for her oh, yeah. and a big mistake because then they had the trial and the defense like just brought in all these characters from different towns and cities of just like <gasps> oh, this she told me this was her name and she did this she told me this was her name and she did that oh, she had, like stayed at like they really with fancy the wrong hotels sisters. Mm-hmm. and like filled other people yeah she was so they those sisters were badasses yeah. mm-hmm. they were gonna be presidents yeah, yeah. there was yeah. so it was you just like with them. so she wound up going to um Blackwell Island Asylum uh aka Roosevelt Island mm-hmm. now known cool. as Roosevelt Island for six months. Okay. After 
After the trial. So, uh-huh. like, she messed with the sisters. And after they, like, paraded all these people that Did were... Did she claim insanity? They, I think the, the judge they was were basically, like, like, yeah, like... You don't have to say anything. Hold something's up. <laughs> you're clearly um, nuts. So, like, she committed all this fraud. But because she had so many different names and stuff, I think they were like, oh, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, they put her in the asylum. And it was only for six months. And then... There she met this like French journalist, this reporter, and his name was uh, Paul Noel Mousson. And they got married February 5th, 1871. And uh, and she put even like her fictional lineage on her marriage certificate. That, like she that those were her you parents. You can't do that with a reporter. Guy. He's going to find out. Well, he died in a year. <laughs> and Houdini thinks she killed him. She poisoned him. <laughs> oh, no. She must have. Right? It yeah. was only a year. Yeah, because yeah. I bet you he started asking questions. Yeah. Because yeah. journalists don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> They're smart and they know. and They, they need keep, they, the truth. They need the truth and they will keep going. What's up, you guys? Sue Smith here. You know who's back? It's Modern Fertility. They're with us. They're like... Let's plan your fertility. Are you going to have children? Are you going to not have children? Are you going to have animals? What is going on with you? They make it super easy to test your fertility at home using just like a little blood prick that you put on a card and then you send off to the sky and then they test your hormone levels and let you know what it looks like. Me, I got my results back. If you're following my fertility journey, I told you last week that my cat had walked in my blood sample, so I thought it was probably contaminated and wasn't gonna work, but it did, and I got my results back, and they're totally normal, which is great, because you know, I'm in my late 30s, and I was like, you know, you get scared. You're always scared, you're scared, like, I'm gonna get pregnant, and then you're scared, like, I'm not gonna get pregnant, so there's always fear, and modern fertility helped me realize that Yeah, bitch, doesn't need to be afraid anymore. Modern fertility is the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Honestly, I got mine in five. You'll get insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags. The results go in depth into what every hormone means and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. It's really cool. I feel like this is more information than I would normally get through a regular doctor because it's all right there on a cute website. And like I said, cute is important. So if you want kids today or maybe one day or you just need more information to make the decision that's best for you, go to modernfertility.com scam and you can get $20 off your test. That is modernfertility.com slash scam. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash scam. Plan your life. So she poisoned. So we think, yeah, I don't know the means, but he's dead within a year. And then kind of out of nowhere, she like latches on this other persona and there are conflicting reports. So this is where the Distabar comes from. So there was this guy, Joseph H. Distabar, who was a statesman. He was a naturalized American citizen from France and he was like the statesman in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And she just like walked around claiming to be his wife. And for her. <laughs> <laughs> so right. Random. I'm his wife. Deal with it. And like everything I was reading yesterday was like 
they had ever met. <laughs> he was like, oh, this woman's crazy. No. And like, and it just, and it, and she, but she just like adapted his name and mm-hmm. just like went around being this person. Yes. But in the book I was reading today, it said that he left his family, that they had met in Philadelphia and he left his family and moved to New York City with her. So I'm sure they hooked up. Right. Like, and I don't. And then you got to be like, oh, who this? It would yeah. be weird that you would just like, like, I don't know her. I don't think yeah. it would be weird for her. I think she could just pick a name. Yeah. And he probably had a case saying that, like, you know, she's crazy, but it does seem like makes sense that he also would have hooked yeah. up with her and right yeah. yeah yeah so i don't know so what so we don't know but that's where distabar came from her name so then suddenly she was like Anne odelia distabar mm-hmm. and she um went really like all in on mediumship and because she kind of did her time in on roosevelt island uh in the asylum it was like fine she was able to then do her mediumship the police were kind of like if she's not stealing jewels from people, then she's doing what a bunch of other people are doing in this city, which is holding seances, and there's nothing like and what wrong. year was this? Like this was in eighteen seventy-two, like yeah. in the eighteen seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she did a bunch of seances. And then she did this thing that was called spirit paintings. Mm. So that is like where you're like connecting with spirit uh-huh. and then painting <gasps> that's like when they do that um your aura polaroid or a portrait aura polaroid wait yeah. i want to do that what is that you can oh, get you your aura f- photograph photographed yeah it's like and you sit in this little tent that looks like a sweat lodge tent that they put in a pop-up store and they take a really slow polaroid photograph and then the colors that are enhanced are your aura what is who are they <laughs> I, there's a place in Chinatown in, in New York that does it, but I don't know. I did it who, when I was in LA. My really? Did it with me. I've never done it. My R is yellow. That's it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I don't know what it means. What what it means? I don't know. Sunny. It means something. I can't even remember, but I wanted pink. <laughs> just because it's pretty. I know, pink's my favorite color. So I was like, oh shit, I got yellow. Yellow could mean who knows what. I don't remember, but I remember just being disappointed in my I, aura. I, I, I was like, you're get, supposed to be pink. I want to get certified for level three Reiki because I'm level one and two, but level three Reiki, that's where you're supposed to get like downloaded with the ability to see aura, like to Ooh, perceive color. That's crazy. I want that so bad. Is that something you learn? It's like you get attuned to it. So it's like imparted to you. Okay. And then I think you're in like a ceremony in a class. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. So, she, oh, but so this, like this other thing with her spirit paintings, she said that they were from old masters. So I Googled what that meant. And it's like old masters, like your Leonardo da Vinci's, your uh, Michelangelo's. So the your old Rembrandt's, master like, artists. Yeah. So it was like she was downloading so the old famous painters paint. Yeah, the the old artists would would speak through her to paint your yes, aura. That's yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah. And so then I looked more into it and apparently what she did was she purchased a bunch of things from like an art gallery and then she put it was this thing where she put like chalk over the painting so it looked like a canvas. Oh my like a God. blank canvas. That's and so then the smart. way she would work her hands is she would be like basically just wiping, wiping the, the chalk off. <gasps> but it would be that like is she was so painting. Smart. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. I mean, yeah. That is so what a good smart. It also seems stupid. Like I'm just like, that is so much work. <laughs> yeah. Just no, but for her, that is so smart. But yeah. And but she's so, gotta keep it fresh. She's gotta, gotta keep it fresh. Ideas. And so um she was she was like all in doing these paintings and holding these seances. And then she cozied up with this guy, uh, an elderly lawyer named Luther Marsh, and persuaded him to give her his Madison Avenue townhouse. Yes, she did. <laughs> That's a good, whatever you she did, it worked. You know what's fun, too? Like, if you guys, if, if listeners want to, like, 
keep digging there are addresses for all of these places like <gasps> hell's there was a place in hell's kitchen where she did her seances <gasps> like she lived at multiple different residences down in like the village lower east side like it's just and then this madison avenue townhouse like you can Spooky. find the oh, that's really addresses. Yeah. i know i want to go like on a little like <gasps> that's how i'll make money in that's it you'll, you'll, you'll do your own tour, tour company <laughs> you're walking tour you'll have a different character yeah. you'll fall in love with them yes on the street. you'll get broadway customers yes, yes. <laughs> like we call this like spirit painting alley it. uh okay so then, um so uh so anyway she she swindled him into like giving her this townhouse Great. and that was when like the authority stepped in again mm. um and uh i'm and- rooting for her <laughs> honestly same i'm rooting for her there was something i was trying to like justify her somehow because when i found out her dad was like a professor of music i was like well maybe she's just an artist and she wanted to be an actor and there was no way she could do it so she just decided to make her life a performance like yes. I was just like trying really hard to be on her oh side. Oh my god! I'm on her side automatically. Um, automatically, you're you'll fall off and uh, oh. page or two. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay, sure there's okay. something with a baby. But so, um, so magician, so this other magician, not Houdini, but this guy Carl Hertz, who's like I guess friends with Houdini. He went. Uh, during her trial with this whole like the swindle. Sisters? No, not with the sisters. This is a different trial. A new trial. He like debunked all the things she did in her seances. So he like did the magic tricks that she did in seances oh, being like, show. these are all tr- tricks. Oh no. Yeah. Um, and so she then went to prison. I don't have how long she went to prison for. But after that whole debacle, she then went to Chicago. <laughs> uh, it's just bananas to me how well traveled these people are. Yeah. Like, well, you gotta pick up and go. Yeah, I guess so. you gotta. You gotta guess but there's gotta. no car. You jump on a train. Oh yeah, you trains. jump on a guy. You jump yeah. in his. You jump in some guy's uh, cabbage. I mean carriage. <laughs> you jump right in his cabbage. You get in his cabbage. You get that cabbage. Um, you yeah. fuck a cabbage. <laughs> oh my god, I love fucking Chicago. cabbage. <laughs> You love fucking hedges. I, I fuck hedges. <laughs> she called herself, so she was in Chicago in 1891 and called herself Vera P. Ava. Great. And she did like just more swindling there and like swindled a woman out of $1,000. And then when they like put out a search for her, she had suddenly disappeared. And then they found her in Cincinnati. And then she went to prison for two years in Illinois. Oh. And that's, I think the, that was... I mean, later she'll go, she'll do more time, but that was the longest up until that point that she'd ever right. done. Yeah. Otherwise, she also just pled insanity. Yeah. Or she was and insane. Just, or just like, yeah, it was just kind of like, I think also Six being a woman here. was probably helpful. And I think cons were less, you know, it's not like she's killing people yeah. or her husband. So after she got out of prison in Joliet, Illinois, she went to Europe and then she got arrested in Rome for more swindling and was ordered out of the country. <laughs> she had to leave the country. Okay. <laughs> so are these the whole time their seance, like spiritual swindles? Do we know? Yes. In Italy, it was definitely like medium swindles, but it sounded like she just took people's jewelry and stuff too. Like she was big into stealing jewels. And then she went, after she got like booted out of Rome, she went back to Chicago and then she married this like wealthy guy named William James McGowan. And I could not find anything on him because then the next thing you know, she's cozied up with some other dude in New Orleans. Uh, Was he dead? 
I don't know. I mean, I looked him up and I couldn't find like anything mysterious. Wait, after she left Rome, she went to back to Chicago. Back to Chicago, married a wealthy dude, and then the next thing you know, she's in New Orleans with this other guy. I can't keep up with her. I know. I don't know. She's she busy. is tra- so well traveled. Yeah, like just the amount of moving, like. I like it's taking me like a month to get all my stuff packed up to move. Like I'm just like this is taking forever. I know she's it's exhausted. How does she, she do three it? things? She takes with her to fancy mm. places. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. It. So anyway, so she's in New Orleans and she meets this guy Theodore Theodore Jackson, and he is a much younger man, mm-hmm. and they like hook up. And they dart this Church of the Crystal Sea or something <gasps> in New Orleans. Very trendy now. Yeah, I think they would do <laughs> very, very well. Very on trend for LA. Mm. Yeah. They would do very well. Um, I was just saying this the other day that I was just like, you know, I don't think like a crystal is more spiritual than like a cigarette. Like, I, think it, <laughs> I think it's all just like whatever you need. Yeah, what you enjoy. It's literally like... I don't think it's... I think they're all kind of even. Yeah. Anyway. Um, hot takes from Lydia. Hot takes. <laughs> Go smoke, smoke your cigarette. crystals. But don't smoke your crystals. Don't smoke your crystals. Don't smoke your cigarettes. And make sure your cigarettes are not impregnated with opium. Anyway, they got caught doing more swindle in New so, Orleans. So she brought him on. And so he swindled with her. Ooh, yes. I and like that. So, yeah. So they were like a little swindling duo. Mm-hmm. And then they both served 30 days in jail <laughs> and then were kicked out of New Orleans. <laughs> like, I love that like cities could just be like, you can't come back. I like Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then they, it's like spotty, but they were in Florida and they ran like a fruit for- farm. They went to Florida and then they went to Cape Town and that's where they changed their name. South, South Africa? Yeah. How the hell did wow. like, she get there from Florida to South Africa? That's wow. she went to Rome, like after she got out of prison, like how is she, she getting on these like, boats? Like boats take forever. This is yeah. what you do. You get okay, how did you she get the poor you do exactly what they did on Titanic. You get the poor people's steerage like ticket. Yeah. And then you wear your nice fancy things and you mm-hmm. go up to the top and then you mingle with everybody. You also could probably steal some things while they're slightly drunk on the ship. Yeah. And then with other rich people, so they are their guards down, they think nothing's of it. Then you steal their stuff and go back down to steerage and get off. I think so. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Thank you. Now you can all do that. Right? It's, it's just so many weeks like at sea. It like, is, but so they got many. nothing else going on. They're kicked out of every yeah. state. What else is she doing? That's true. There's it's nothing true. Else. They're going to hang on their fruit farm? That was boring. You knew in a second that fruit farm That's not making not a lot last. of money. That's no, not, not going to last. No. She said she did She's too excited that she enjoyed the hard work of it. For mm. a moment. Yeah, for 10 seconds. Yeah. she was like, get me out of it. Also, it's Florida. Sweaty. <laughs> no offense to Florida, but Sorry. you know it's humid. You know. <laughs> it's, no, it's humid. Okay, so anyway, then they're in Cape Town, and that's when they changed their name. Uh, she changed her name to Swami Laura Horos. Wow. Which is, I think, very interesting because Laura has, not, like, I don't know where that Nothing. came from. Yeah. Swami Laura Horos. And then this is my favorite because she's, like, hooked up with this young dude, Theodore da- Jackson, and he's his name is just Theodore Horos. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> He that wasn't creative. that creative. No. no he's, like, all. she really, like, had the reins she's in like, this operation. I'm a Swami. We're opening up this school for the occult in Cape Town. And, you, okay, you're Theodore I'm like <laughs> I'm, like, picturing her with, like, a kundalini yoga teacher, like, all dressed in white with, like, a white Turban. Also, she probably knew he. Sue, that is what she looks like. I'm gonna. What? Yes. Guys, Sue is a visionary. I knew it. Sue oh can see. So maybe you're a medium and maybe she's connecting with you. I should paint the great masters. You <laughs> yes. Uh, She's 
speaking through Sue. Oh. Guys, Swami's here right now. Swami's here right now. <laughs> Literally, look at this picture of her. It's exactly what you just wow. She's got like a white turban and a flowy white thing on. Yeah. Wow. And also, she doesn't look insanely fat, right? No. Like it was no. the way they She's just wearing about her. like a It's, like, it's like 1800s. If you're not starving, you're fat. Yeah. Yeah. I have this rocking chair that's been passed down from every Lydia, like in my family line. So it's like from the late 1700s, early 1800s. Yeah. And we have pictures of like every Lydia in that. And they were all like, they looked exactly like this. I'm like, oh my God, she looks like my ancestor. (laughs) Maybe she is. Yeah. Chubby little Lydia. Um, (laughs) You have lots of Lydias in your family? Yeah. It's every other generation. So like my grandmother was named Lydia and her grandmother. (gasps) And it goes back and back and back. Cute. I had a bracelet that was engraved that all the Lydias had had that was like 200 years old and I lost it when I got bed bugs. Okay. Don't think about that. That's probably it's okay. upsetting. I blame myself and I think No, okay. no, no. Let's not okay. punish ourselves. Uh, Let's move forward. Okay. Anyway, uh so <laughs> then after I don't know why they left Cape Town. I'm sure he could not keep up the lie because if he had to keep his name as Theodore or whatever it was, she's probably like you suck at this. <laughs> so they probably you didn't leave. earn like no. a your Bhagavad or whatever. Yeah. He doesn't have the skills she no. has. So they he just can't like keep up. bounced from Cape Town and now they're in London. Wait, so when they were in Cape Town, they created a school? Yeah, said? a school for the occult. Okay. And it oh. was, um, and it was, she claimed to be a, like a lady doctor that could heal you with energy, basically. Oh, great. But instead, she just, people probably money. died because yeah, she I'm wasn't sure. giving the medicine. And then it gets worse. So then mm. they go to London. And there they open up um, something called the Purity League. And so, you no. know, if purity is involved, it's going to get With weird sex. And sex. Yeah, yes. it's going to get bad. So this is really creepy. So she portrayed them no longer as a couple and that he was her son. <gasps> I knew it. I knew when you said oh. Isn't this crazy? Yeah. Okay. And then they put letters out in newspapers of like other t- towns far away from London, still in England. And they were basically like personal ads, like um, like a wealthy American man is looking for an English wife, would love to meet, like date, basically like a dating um, ad. Oh, is this like a sex trafficking thing? It's kind of. It's like these women then come to London yes. and she spins this yarn of like who they are and mm. that like she was married to a senator who passed away and he she's from London and, or she's from Leeds and that he she really wants her son to have an English wife and this whole thing. And then while the like woman has been brought in from a further away town, she basically gets them. It's a whole like I need oh we need money for this thing or she targets wealthy naive women. OK. Um, and then their families like give her money. Yeah. Or, and they give yeah. her money. But while they're staying there so they have this house and while they're staying like he had multiple women staying in different bedrooms mm-hmm. who never talked to each other or knew mm-hmm. that this was like happening mm-hmm. when they were arrested they were arrested for obtaining property under false pretenses rape and burglary because <laughs> um, many of these women were underage they were like 16 years old oh. um, so that's where it got mm-hmm. like I was so on board with like just like jewel yeah. thief cigarette lady yes. and then it's just like and mysticism and all that. I'm like, okay, yeah, go make your money. But this then was like Then we started raping people. It's such a weird turn. And yeah. what's weird to me It seems too, like a desperate turn. Yeah. Like well, so she's been at this for a very long time. She was in Bellevue. I mean, maybe she does have it this extreme insanity. Like we don't I mean, she could be bipolar. We don't, or she yeah. Yeah. So 
it just seems like this is like when it turns to like weird son and wife stuff, it's like and sex stuff. That's she seems like she's off the deep end. It's weird that she's procuring women for her husband, basically. Mm-hmm. So as weird. Her son. Yeah, like, it's so it doesn't Freaky. make any sense. And it's also really weird to me because I feel like up until this point, it seemed like for better or for worse, she was like using men to get ahead in her own life. It mm-hmm. seemed like she was very independent mm. and men were like tools to her. And yeah, so it's money. weird that then she set up shop and was like getting her husband laid. But I it just seemed like that would not be something that would a be jump. would care. She would care about. Mm. Yeah. Because it seemed like she was just like manipulation money. Yeah. And uh, jewels and stuff. So this was such a bizarre turn and such a sad turn. Mm-hmm. And it was just so awful. Oh, there was this quote that I took a picture probably of. probably ruined was, these girls lives too. If 16 uh, years older in some creepy house. Yeah. And then your family might not take you back because you're like tainted. This woman was, um, the one woman was like chained to a radiator. <gasps> so, or not a radiator because those didn't exist. Whatever she was the pipe. chained to like a pipe, pipe. or something oh. and like uh, had to recite some sort of oath. And like it was all so creepy and it's weird. Very Nexium meets H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah. yeah. So Did they bizarre. kill any of the people? No. Thank God. It just, the uh, newspaper said, Details of the crimes were considered too horrific to be printed in the papers. The imprintable details of the crimes committed by husband and wife in the house of, in Eaton Square, that was the house where mm-hmm. they did all this, as testified to the Central Criminal Court were so loathsome as to cause judge, counsel, jurors, and spectators to doubt if either the man or the woman had a scintilla of human feeling left and to put both entirely outside the pale of human sympathy. Mm. So they uh, deeply abused these people. It had to have been so much like worse. sexual and physical. Yeah, mm. right? And she probably was doing it too. Yeah. It or had orchestrated to, it. Mm. Yeah. Fucked up. It's so bizarre too because it everything up until this point doesn't seem like there's any sexual violence. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem anywhere in the scope of it. But one it, of her something. husbands she killed sexually abused her. Yeah, or wonder, if like, like or she's she, if she supposedly was running away from home as a kid, yeah, like what was something. going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the dad, I whatever, I don't want to like impugn the dad, but the dad worked at a all female school. Mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't know, Maybe sketchy. Weird. But also, that's how school was back then, right? Like mm-hmm. if you were going to school at all, it was just going to be with other women. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so all that happened. She got sentenced to seven years in jail. Theodore got sentenced to 15. Good. And good. she got released early for good behavior. Wow. Uh. Um, and then went back to New York City. At a certain point, she was known as Mrs. James Thompson. And I couldn't find any. I, I don't even know. I She's think maybe she it. just picked it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It so like out of nowhere. But so the like last sort of thing in like all the wiki pages, they said she was like last spotted in Cincinnati in 1909. But that was totally in the book I read. They said, no, she was actually part of like vaudeville and was so she was in New York City and nobody knows when she died. But she was they said up until 1913, she was doing vaudeville in New York City where she would just at the Hammerstein Theater and she would stand (laughs) in the lobby. But maybe that's where that picture is from. And she would just like tell tales of like Mm -hmm. what her what she had done. And that was like, like she didn't play a character. She was just kind of like the first ever moth show. (laughs) (laughs) Grand Slam. The first moth Grand Slam was in the Hammerstein Ballroom. That makes sense. (laughs) And then Harry Houdini, who like 
hated her and like made his mission to debunk all that sort of spiritual mediumship stuff. Who, by the way, promised his wife that if he died and she tried to contact him, they'd come up with some sort of secret code. And then the wife did do seances and said that like it was legit that the mm. code like came through. So Whoa. he was maybe, like, yeah. so maybe. But he, his quote was. Madame Mistabar was an interesting character and a damn prolific criminal. Houdini blamed the spiritualist movement for mothering this immoral woman. The New York Times called her a wonderful crook who, without personal charm or attraction, has set nations agog with her crimes since girlhood. Damn. Isn't that interesting? Because they call her a wonderful crook who, without personal charm or attraction. So yeah. I don't think she used her feminine wiles yeah. at all. It sounds like she was just like very good at being manipulative. Very charming. Yes. No, wow. no charm. Sounds oh, charm. No, so charm. manipulative. Yeah. Or like pathetic or needy or it zeroed in maybe. Weirdly reminds me of Trump because like he is a wonderful crook. Like he wonderful gets away crook. with everything mm -hmm. and he has no personal charm and he's disgusting to look Ooh, at. Slimy. So it's, but he's like, he he's, made it. He's, he's president successful. Of the he's fully Teflon, like can get away with everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so bizarre how people are yeah. able to do that. So that's basically her deal. Wait, she was in Hammerstein and then she died? Yeah, nobody knows that all the wiki stuff was saying that she died in 19 or she was last seen in 1909. But in this book, let me find what the book was. So called. she could still be alive. <laughs> she could. She totally could. In the book Women's Swindlers in America, yeah. 1860 yeah. to 1920. Oh, we need this book. Yeah. Yes. By her name, by Carrie Seagrave. Uh, yeah. She said in 1913 she was um, doing vaudeville, but there's no like recording of her death. Or maybe there is and you got to buy the book. How do you feel after reading that? Do you Did you have the journey that we had where you were like, were you oh, inspired? I love her. I her. I yes. Love her. I was so upset about the I'm the stuff. rape. I yeah. want to know more about it, which is like weird that I want to know more. But I'm, like, I do want to know what I'm worried her... about these women deal yeah i think it was it seems like such a bizarre turn and it also feels like though like every time i so i love cults and i watch any cult documentary mm -hmm. and they all start out that way like oh, they all go sexual they all go sexual yeah but like not usually in the beginning yeah so not it is beginning. this thing where you just get so warped or something yes, yeah true. like nexium keith ranieri started in amway like really yeah and then he jim jones yeah just wanted to like you know, have a piece Daddy of place. Daddy Fox. <laughs> you know, Daddy Fox. It's so weird because I really was like kind of in awe of her. I was like, this is like a scrappy woman who is not settling down. Like there was just something about sure. it, even though she was she won't be defeated. Wrong yeah. things. Like she didn't like get married and have kids. She like did. She just was like, I don't. She clearly didn't know what she wanted in her life. But it was like very mm -hmm. neat to see somebody so independent. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it was like so sad. Ugh. Fucked up. Well, it's, but it was interesting too, just because like I found her looking for historical women scammers, and it was just it's fun to see that there there are a few. Yeah, there were like these women that we were just oh, like, I, I got this. Yeah. See, uh, my aunt always said like human nature doesn't change, situations change, but if like people habits now, people trying to get by, people scamming the government now, they did it in the eighteen hundreds. Like yeah. human nature is still just trying to survive mm -hmm. and like and there will be there will be scams there will be sex there will be money and it's like 
a lot of times people go, oh, they couldn't have done that in the 1800s. I 100% did it. They were people totally were the same. Fucking yeah. yeah, everybody yeah. just smelled worse, but yes. all the same stuff happened. <laughs> same stuff. Because, uh-huh. yeah, my, I remember thinking that too of just like how, like divorce and all of that seemed like, oh, you back just didn't in the 50s, talk you about it. You divorced and you hear people in like the 1800s who were getting divorced. Yeah. Well, yeah, or, or like it just wasn't talked over, but they yeah. were definitely like side fucking and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, definite yeah. side fucking. Definitely <laughs> side fucking on their side. On their yeah. side. That was that a really was popular. Way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of I fucked the cabbage on my side. <laughs> I love fucking a hedge, and they're all on their side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lydia, oh. thank you so much. Ooh, thank you so much. This was so cool. Where can yeah. people find your work? Oh, um, I'm on Instagram as Lydia Schmidia. I hardly ever post. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Twitter as Lydia Hensler, I think. Um, I'm on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know. LydiaHensler.com. Yeah, oh, LydiaHensler.com. I have a very uh, website that has not been updated since I have blonde hair. Uh, so I'm kind of like behind. So, but yeah, That's just okay, like Google me. Finder. I perform a lot. She <laughs> performs at UCB. She yeah, teaches at UCB. Yeah. Mm. And guys, if you have any info on this, if your great 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 grandmother was, was scammed by was her, scammed by her, oh my god, or was her, or was, or was her, her. she had a baby and we don't know, we don't know, who knows? She must. have. You can call us on our hot tub hotline, which is three four seven five zero nine nine four one four, or you can email us at scamwapodcast at gmail You can visit our website scamwapodcast.com where we have a new Patreon episode up really all about fun. mental health stuff, which yeah. is. Amazing. We talk doses. We talk IKEA. Oh, we, yeah. What did we? <laughs> it's all out there. We t- did we talk about mushrooms? No. No, we didn't talk about mushrooms, but we can. Uh, we can. <laughs> we talk it all. You can request, also, you could request a Patreon episode. You could say, Sue and Kate, I want to hear more about this. I want to hear about what it's like to fly to California to see your friend. Yeah, you can Who definitely knows? request a Patreon topic, and that's all on our website. And thank you guys so much. And we love you. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, I'm Danielle. And I'm Rob. And we are the leading Quibi experts. And this is Quibiverse, the world's most dangerous podcast about Quibi. What the hell is Quibi? Great question, Rob. It's a live streaming app that doesn't premiere until April 6th. It has the potential to be the next Netflix or the next Firefest. We're going to be following every piece of content, every drop of hot gossip, and every cent of the billion dollar budget that Jay Katz, Jeffrey Katzenberg, is spending on this thing. We do not work at Quibi, we do not represent Quibi's views, and you know what that means. We can really call it what it is. Episodes will air every weekday, and yes, they're 10 minutes or less, honey. So join us as we try to become Quibillionaires and follow us into the Quibiverse. See you in a Quibi. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. 
come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H Y P E R T H E T I C A L.